Hello everyone. Hola a todos. We are going to be taking a look ahead at the World Cup in Benidorm. The World Cup is finally back in Spain. 11 years after Igora, we've been promoting the event for almost the entire cross season. And now, Isam, thank you for being here to take a look ahead at the World Cup in Benidorm in this episode of the Soccer Cross Social Podcast. Yeah, indeed. It's uh, finally back uh, going to Spain with the World Cup. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And thank you for having me. As said, it's 11 years since the World Cup was in Spain. Back then, the racing was held in Igore. Kevin Pauls is the last winner of the men's race there. So the last winner of a World Cup in Spain. Now in Benidorm, we are looking to see a relative fast course. It's going to be fast. It's going to be dry. There will be a technical section in the park, including a sand pit and a set of stairs. Then the second part of the course will include a bigger climb with a rapid descent before we head back towards the finish so conditions will be good Isam most riders are there on a training camp anyway who are you expecting to see at the front of the race because the men's race is insanely packed with Van der Poel back uh, Van Aert is back Pitcock is making a one-time return to cross before he really focuses on road the main protagonists of the Belgian championships are there who are you well, Reckoning is going to be the strongest here in the parks of Benidorm. I mean, on the men's side, at the end of the day, I think that's the difference will not be as big and as huge as we have seen in some of the races. But I think that that's with the men's category, you always have to look at the two. One of which is, is a constant factor at the moment with the likes of Van Aert. And Van der Poel is um, someone that is definitely on a good day very good on a course like this but the question is then will the back play up again it's you know that's that will be the question over the course of the rest of the season for van der Poel and but you know normally those two will always have the edge over the likes of a van turnout and Iserbeet because yeah it's uh, you know the difference has been there the difference will be there again but i think with a course like this it will definitely I would say not motivate, but it, it, it will give them a little bit more hope, which can create a, a, a closer field and maybe some, some, some nice racing. Yeah, the course doesn't look to have all too many corners on the course map that has been released. So that could make for a bit more grouped racing. But I do think that the climb in the second part of the race will be tough enough to create some differences. Although it might not be as rapid as we have seen in some of the tougher crosses like Gavre. I do think that, as you say, we should look towards Van Aert and Van der Poel. I don't expect too much of Pitcock. He crashed in Baal and hasn't raced in almost 20 days now. So he's coming here probably because he has an agreement that he was going to start here. I don't think he really cares anymore about this season. There's nothing on the line anymore. He will just take it as it comes. But I'm looking more at how does Van der Poel come back after what was a rough end to his Christmas period. Kokseide and Zonhoven, not ideal. The media day of Alpes in the Koning, as I must say, was, well, not really leaving me a great impression of Van der Poel. He looked to be a bit down, looked to not really be happy and be a bit worried about how his back was going. Meanwhile, Van Aert, on the other hand, has been seen training. He's been looking alive. He had, of course, a very great Christmas period. He obviously has the morale, but 
can you get rid of each other on this course? I think it's a bit unknown. How difficult will it be? We've only seen some pictures, but it's hard to say how difficult it will be. But on a fast course, it's going to be a race similar to Zolder or Herentals because what I've seen there was when the course is fast, it's difficult to make a difference. And they were evenly matched and both races could well have gone down to a sprint. Both races didn't end in a proper sprint, but... No, I think for sure that we should see an entertaining battle, of course, assuming that the backer from the pool is good, because if he's in the same situation where he needs to relax a lap before he can go deep half of a lap, it's not going to be all too much for him once again. Yeah, absolutely. But I think if you look at, at Zonhove before the crash, the last crash of Van der Poel, which was the, the, you know, the, the final kind of that really decided the race... Uh, Van Aert was not really keen to go alone, so if they are going to enter this race with the same approach, Van der Poel is probably not going to open like he would open in some of the races before Coxide and Zonhoven. So in in such a scenario, it will you know Van Aert is probably not going to be the one pulling from the start. He will definitely wants to be in the front, but well, I don't know. It's 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 interesting, and especially because it's a race that you know we never have been to. All of the riders, almost all of them, had some sort of a training camp. So, how much of the you know what will the workload that they have put in during the training camp actually do for them during the race? Will it influence them in a good or a bad way? And you know, all these things will will play th- during the race and. It's going to be very interesting if this concept that Flanders Classics came up with that, you know, that you can do your training camp in Spain and then actually have a race in Spain, if that actually is going to be in the favor of the riders, normally it should be, but it's just going to be very interesting how that will play out. I mean, things are looking good. Almost 9,000 tickets have been sold in the pre-sale. Children under 14 enter for free, so there's going to be over 10,000 spectators there and we're hearing that there could be as much as 15,000 spectators there and that is really a lot I mean most races in Belgium don't even make these number of spectators I've been logging all the spectator numbers that have been publicly announced and some I've asked organizers for them so I have a fairly good picture for reference Gavre had 14,000 spectators Kokseide, Gulligem, 10,000. Zonhoven, 13,500. So if they would reach 15,000 spectators, they would be in the top three most visited crosses of the season. And that is really spectacular because already reaching more than 10,000 spectators is very good if you're a cross. But 15,000, you're heading towards the top end only Dichem and the Belgian championships in Lokeren this Sunday had more spectators than that so that should put it in perspective the start lists look good there are well the road riders that they hope to attract are there Fanturini is there although he's also on the start list of a road race on the same day so I don't really know what's going on there but it looks to be very promising and I'm sure the course might be met with a bit of some not so positive reactions because most people associate cross with mud but for me cross is a sport that can be done in all weather circumstances and on all types of surfaces and we might see a cross now in Spain which you normally see more in the pre-season when you watch an exact cross or a 
early season World Cup. It's fine to have one now, and I think it's very promising, and yeah, I look forward to it, and I expect that we will see a close battle between Van der Poel and Van Aert. Van Aert will probably have the upper hand. He is a bit better than Van der Poel, at least recently, but if the back of Van der Poel is good, we should be in for an interesting battle, and who knows if Pitcock can get in the mix, and you never know what's going to happen behind, because uh, Otegem, which is just a C2 cross, which took place past Monday and was only shown on a regional television station in the West Flanders province of Belgium, that provided us with even more drama between Van Turenhout and Zweig. So who knows what we can expect uh, from that in Benidorm, so. Aye, aye, aye. I, I, I didn't watch the race, but then later on the, the stories came up and it was... Um... Yeah, you know, I we already thought that after the the Belgian Championships, the the drama was over. But then, you know, to it obviously continued with uh, some cheeky moments from Sveik. Uh, Van Turnhout was not amused. Uh, it's you know, it's something that, in a way, was expected. But I also was thinking that Sveik actually, when he came up with the statement in the morning before Otegem, when he said that you know it's. Uh, it's for him. It's done, and he wants to, you know, to move forward from the championships. But <laughs> then to come up with those moves, you know, I hope that that was kind of the last of, of of that drama in a way, because I think that, you know, it's for the sport in a way. It really brings a lot of attention, which is in a way very good. But you know, yeah, we don't not uh, we do not want to see uh, sort of Paul Sauz against Sveik in in a way where their tricks are gonna be playing. I mean. You know, with Paul Sauzer, they have uh, one of the most experienced uh, guys in terms of playing games in the name of Mario de Klerk. So, you know, I hope that it will not <laughs> it will not go to that direction. And, you know, hopefully it will just be, a, you know, a very uh, classy race without any incidents. Oh, man, it's just like the old days and I'm all here for it. I dig it. I follow Cross partly for this drama. I love it because, I mean... Come on, okay, let's wake in the morning saying, well, we should move forward. And then, I mean, he does not know the concept of being like the good cop in this case or being the better of the two and just like leaving it with it. Like, I do probably think that he forced Van Turen out into the pits on purpose. I mean, his reaction after the race said it. Like, he didn't deny it. He just said, oh, they didn't have a bike for him ready. Well, looks like they made another mistake. And then, especially in the final lap, to do like a pirouette right in front of the mechanics of Van Turenhout, which was what happened at the Belgian Championships because his bike tangled in the old bike of Van Turenhout. I mean, it's over the top, but on the other hand, I mean, what Van Turenhout, how he acted around it was not super nice, either in his press conference and saying that it was sad and childish how Swake was behaving about it and that he couldn't admit that Van Turenhout claimed the national title purely on strength and needed to find excuses and blame the mechanic who is a hard-working guy for it and then in the evening Mette Penninger got involved tweeting the video of Diegem where Sveik hit the barrier and then tangled into the bike of Van Turenhout saying that they were the wise ones not to make a fuss out of it but well, I think it's pretty clear that both sides are completely to blame here, but it's providing us with some spicy drama, and uh, I'm all here for it. But I don't expect any serious incidents there. I don't expect a move like Mario de Klerk 
pulled on Sven Nice, where he, on the barriers, like, pushed his bike towards Nice. I think it was in Wortegem Petegem, but I'm not too sure. That was after De Klerk was upset about the 2000 Worlds in St. Michels Gestel, but I don't expect that. I expect that things will never fully be okay again. Sveik, of course, still has some some bad feelings, some harsh feelings against Paul Sauser from his time there. He felt that he didn't get treated right there and he came from the Fastgoed team which was then merged with the team of Metapenning and all the people he worked with in Fastgoed were moved away and it just never worked out for him there and after the Belgian title I think he just signed a deal because he could get big money there following his Belgian title that he couldn't get elsewhere but it just never really worked out for him so it's unfortunate, but as you say, I expect them to be professional and I don't expect that Paul Sauser will come with some insane plan to screw Sveik for the overall World Cup because I think that should be pretty much in the bag, but still, let's keep an eye on what happens there because you never know. I didn't expect that what happened uh, in Otegem to happen there either, so who knows. Some predictions then, Issam, what do you think for the podium in Benidorm? Well, I, you know, I think that Van Aert definitely has the, the, the better papers to, to eventually win. Uh, I, I, for some reason, I still lean towards Van der Poel on a course like this. Uh, I think that's, you know, I, I don't know. But I, I, I would definitely give, for now, I would still give Van der Poel the benefit of the doubt. And I think that he can win. Then Van Aert second and third place for... Hmm, interesting, interesting. I mean, fast course usually does suit Ezerbeet, but I do think Pitcock is going to take that third place, but behind Van Aert who wins ahead of Van der Poel. And who I didn't mention yet is Lars van der Haar. He finally gets a course that should suit him a bit more after some very tough races for him in the Christmas period with a lot of mud and the Dutch Nationals, which was a pure hell for him, pure suffering. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and keep an eye out, local hero, Felipe Orts. He will be cheered on by so many Spanish people. It can either go very well, or it goes a bit wrong. We have seen him blow up in the past after a good start. Could be cheered on and get too excited in Benidorm and blow up, but let's hope for the best. Let's hope for a top five for Felipe Orts. Then on to the women's race, Isam. Betsma, taking a bit of rest. Not there, Alvarado. Don't know what she's doing, uh, but she's not racing either. I think that she will be training in Spain, though. I think Betsma is also training in Spain, but some of them are clearly opting to skip a race and build some extra freshness. But who are there? Pieterse, brand new Dutch champion. Then Van Androoy and, of course, Van Van Empel. Vos also there, but well, she hasn't been great lately. Brand. I think that we're going to be looking at another battle between three riders, Van Androoy, Van Empel and Pieterse. What do you think? I agree with that assessment. I think that um, on a course like this, it will be a little bit closer. Van Empel will get a course that suits her probably best. But Van Androoy lately has been going very well. And, you know, on courses like this, she can also really, if she can find a very good rhythm, she's also somebody that, you know, you have to... Um, consider as a as a threat for for victory and you know Van Anderen we know that she's uh, somebody that's keen to attack and to push at certain points where others probably would be 
thinking a little bit more about taking a rest and, and, and maybe look a little bit more around. Uh, play the long game. Uh, Fernando is definitely somebody that can put them under pressure. Go maybe for a surprise attack. And, you know, if they start looking at each other a little bit too much, you might end up in a scenario like Big Seberg. And, you know, I think this will definitely be a very, very interesting course because, um, you know, if you look at the Dutch championships, I think that you can definitely say that Peters is in very good shape. Uh, Van Ampel seems a little bit on the decline. How much we will see in Benidorm and she could also reset for a week, so that might also help her out. And I think it, it will be very interesting for the women's in the women's race how that will play out. And you know, from now on, it's also taking notes uh, who is doing what in the preparation for the World Championships. Yeah, Van Empel hasn't looked great the past couple of weeks, but I will still give her the benefit of the doubt on this course. I don't think it will be hard enough to drop Pietersen or Van Anrooy on. Van Empel, well, to come back on your point about Beekse Bergen, there has been some debate, was it a mistake or not? Recently I listened to a Dutch podcast with uh, Tom de Kort, who was the trainer of her when she was still at Paul Sauze. They said that they thoroughly discussed that because he thought that was a big mistake, a rookie error. And that was my assessment as well back then. So I do think that was a mistake and I don't think that will happen again. She now has learned a bit more to take the initiative in a race, to carry the race. You could see it at the Dutch Championships as well. In the beginning of the year, she was still very much racing with a mindset that she had previous year. Like, I'm not the favorite. I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm just going to follow other people who will solve the things for me. And that went well most of the time. But at some point, people started looking at her and were like, hey, you are a femme van Empel. You've won almost every single cross this season. It's up to you to solve this issue. And she needed to adapt to that and looks to have done that. I think that her form should be improving. She's training with the Jumbo Visma women's row team together with Vos. I think that that is the big advantage that Van Empel, Van Anrooy and Brandt have. They can train with their road teams, which seems to be a bit more professional, a bit better based, rather than Pietersu is just training with Alps in the Koenig cross team. So I think there's definitely things to say that training with your road team gives you a bit of a benefit now. Average speeds tend to be a tad higher. Just the entire picture seems to be a bit better. So I would give Van Empel the benefit of the doubt considering how she's learned throughout the season, finding a course that suits her, and the fact that she can finish it off in multiple different ways. She can attack, as we saw in Tabor. She can sprint, which we've seen before in Flamanville last year, for instance. But she could also make a long solo of it, although I don't expect that. I expect a close race, but with Van Empel taking the win ahead of uh, probably Van Anrooy and Peters. Definitely possible. I will lean more towards Van Anrooy, though. I think that Van Anrooy is definitely, you know, with skipping the Nationals as well, that might be in her favor. And I think that that will play a role maybe in the race. So I would say that Van Anrooy takes the win, uh, then probably Van Empel in second and Peters in third. I just think it's hard to look past these three since the high level and the high standard they have created over the Christmas period. I mean, sure, a rider like Brandt is good, and we saw that Alvarado was able to come close at Dutch Nationals, but 
it really requires a good day and everything to fall together for you to be able to keep up with them and for Brandt I expected a bit more at the Dutch Nationals but she said it was a bad day in terms of outsiders I'm probably looking at Brandt and van der Heide should find a course that suits her here she DNF the Dutch Nationals I don't really know the reason why but assuming that was nothing serious she could do well here last year I would definitely have said Foss on this course but it's been a rough season for her. She says the level has increased so much this year that it's super difficult for her to adapt to it. I do think she should end in the top 10, but it's difficult. It wouldn't surprise me if this is the last cross season of Foss. I mean, last year she put everything on it once again, became world champion. This year in the rainbow stripes, it's not been a great season. Only one win, lots of suffering. Even looking to withdraw from the Dutch Nationals, then eventually deciding not to do it. It wouldn't surprise me if she calls it a day after this season and just says, well, younger generation has taken over, I'll focus on the road where I can still do well. But cross, it's not for me. And don't forget, Foss is already like 35, turning 36 this year. She's good, but even for her, the years start counting at some point. There is uh, one name that we so far didn't mention, I guess, that definitely has a shot on a race on a course like this, at least. This is going to be fast, which we kind of know that it that it is going to be. That's Persico, I think. Persico definitely is a rider that, over the course of just the last year, improved so much and has a very big engine, is talented on the road, lacks a little bit of technique, but is, you know, on a course like this maybe is able to actually hold the wheels and if she's actually able to has a very fast sprint uh can actually finish quite fast so i think that that with somebody like persico you can definitely call her out as one of the i would say underdogs for for a race like this and she can definitely surprise us and and, and maybe get a podium yeah it's a good shout i mean it's hard to judge her level i mean she only did three proper high-level races, Valdisol, Zolder and Dichem. She was especially good in Zolder, Valdisol was drama, but still close to a podium. Dichem was alright, although I expected a bit more, but on a fast course here, yeah, you're right, that might be the rider that comes closest, although we can't exclude Zoe Backstead from getting a good performance here. She is, well, fairly all-rounded, there are not too many corners which should suit her, the climb, but it's difficult. I mean, she does well on some of the faster courses, but then at the same time, I feel like she's really at her best in the real tough courses, where it's just pure about the power, involving quite a bit of running. So, hmm, who knows what she can do? I think it's interesting to keep an eye out on these two outsiders and see what they can do. And for the rest, uh, Maybe Blanca Vash can do something. There's no running involved, so that's great news for her. But for the rest, wow, I still don't expect too much from Vash. I read in a Hungarian interview that she was sick the week before Nationals, could hardly train, and was happy that she could take it easy at Nationals. But that's why I don't expect all too much from her. But again, it can never count her out because there's no consistency in her. And one week it can be great, the next week it can be terrible. Even within races, it can go up and down, but she will always be a dark horse. 
Well, Islam, then I thank you for being here once again. Yes, thank you for having me. Enjoy your stay in Benidorm and uh, make sure to give us the latest from the ground. I would definitely do my best. Enjoy the racing and uh, yeah, see uh, see what I um, what I what I have in front of me uh, during the racing and stuff. And if I can pick something up, I will definitely report it. Enjoy your stay. We will be back after Benidorm with a podcast. In case you were wondering, no, there will be no podcast about the exact cross in Zonnebeke. Simply not worth it with the start list that will be there. Thanks everyone for listening and goodbye.